Welcome to the Mind Body Business Podcast. Have you ever considered your superpower? If you had one gift to leave with humanity, what would that be? We believe that everyone possesses a superpower. This is your value proposition, your je ne sais quoi to help make a tangible difference in the world. Each week, our show explores these superpowers with tantalizing thought seeds germinating only from the power of collective thought. We invite you to join us for one hour each week and listen in as we dispense superpower knowledge from great people doing greater things. Uh, I'm Devo, this is Lisa, and we're here reporting Johnny on the Spot. What are we going to talk about today? We haven't had just the two of us talking for a while. We've had fabulous guests, and we've never actually had to count on ourselves coming up with something worth talking about. Yeah, I have a bone to pick with all those guests because I don't really get to talk a lot because they're so much more interesting than me. But they make us look so smart. We just need to nod and pretend we understand everything they're saying. My last guest that we had, um, Dr. Ben Tapper, that was really fantastic. The guest before He's the last guest I had as well. I said we. Okay. The last guest we had before, Ben Tapper, Rebecca Shaman, she was brilliant. The guest before that, um, Andy, Andy Simon, she was fantastic. The guest before that, Monica Parikh, fantastic. All doing amazing things. So we're going to try to hold the bar that they set. We're not going to do it very well. We're going to fail at that miserably. Whoa. That's kind of like what we're talking about today, though. You like where I'm going? I like, I like that little segue. Segue in. So we wanted to talk a little bit about... The things that hold us back, the things that we don't accomplish, the things that we never step into, and all of the things that we really want to do with our lives are all sitting on the other side of fear. Fear. Can you just say about again? Because I'm thinking you're starting to say it like a Canadian as well. No, I'm not. That's a boot. I don't say a boot. That's not what I say either. Okay. Fear. Fear. We had this really fantastic I'm, I'm, list of I'm items fearful of doing this podcast. <laughs> All right, let's talk about it for a second. Uh, okay, so here's my take on it throughout my life, and it's not until I've gotten to the other side of some of the things that happened in my life that I realized that a lot of my life was based around fear. Decisions were made or decisions weren't made based on me being fearful of where I was living or what would happen uh, how how it would enact, what people would think of me, um, and you know, kind of what I'm talking about. You know, I was I was married, and I was in a situation with religion and everything like that, and a lot of that is fear based in the in the religion that I was in. Well, you just pissed off a large segment of our population. Well, listeners. no, <laughs> no, I'm not, <laughs> and I'm not mentioning any religions or anything like that. But the one that I was in, and the way that I was living that my decisions had to be made in a certain way. It wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to make another choice because these were the repercussions and there'd be judgment and I was a sinner if I did this and this isn't the right thing. And so a lot of those things, I I lived in fear for a long time and it it stunted my growth. I'm very short right now. Well, I lived, I lived a very similar life. I think we all live the same life. Uh, It's uh, our fears. I, I, I don't, I don't mean that it's a metaphor. I don't just mean it metaphorically. I mean it literally. We, l- the things that we always wanted to accomplish, the things that we've always want to do, 
whether we see them, whether we see other people doing them or there are things that we read about or things that we, we grew up watching or idolizing and we're like, oh, I wish I had that nice car that someday or I wish I had that really cool opportunity or I wish I could travel or I could wish I could marry that beautiful woman or I wish I could go up and talk to that girl or I wish I could start that new job. And, and there, there are all these reasons why we don't and they're all reasons that we create ourselves. We, mm -hmm. make, th we make this list in our head like I'm not good enough, I'm not – I'm not tall enough. I'm not smart enough. I wish I was a baller. I wish I was a little bit taller. If I had, if I wish I had had a girl, I would call her. It's a rap song. Um, no, I can tell by the way you're doing it. Yeah, you know. So, um, all those things that they're based upon a context of learned behaviors. I'm not trying to go all scientific on you here, but they're all based upon a context of learned behaviors that somebody told us, somebody taught us, something we observed. We weren't tall enough. We weren't cool enough. We weren't pretty enough. We weren't smart enough. And all those we didn't have enough money. All those, yeah, all all of those behaviors that we learned. Here's a fucking snapshot of the day. If you learn those behaviors that are doing you no good, you can unlearn those behaviors to do good, right? Mm -hmm. So all the things that are holding you back, all the things that we wanted to accomplish, and I've got a bevy of them, just like you do. You know, I grew up in a very corrupt childhood. My dad repressed me and told me I wasn't good enough and told me I would never be anybody. I would never accomplish anything. So I grew up believing that. I grew up with these small diminutive ideas and this small little tiny perspective of myself, kind of like you did in, mm -hmm. the, in the same space, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Afraid to step into who you are or progress any further. And I think now they have names for things that we didn't realize back then. You know, like there's imposter syndrome right now and, and everyone knows what that is, but we didn't know back then way back then yeah. <laughs> with the pioneers well it doesn't have to label you can call it whatever you mm -hmm. want right it can be it can be called a monkey on your back it'd be called imposter syndrome it can be called whatever you want the bottom line is is that we create this illusion about ourselves and it is a little it's an illusion just like mm -hmm. fear is an illusion mm -hmm. but we create this illusion about ourselves that we will never be able to accomplish or do something or achieve something because we're using a measuring stick or, a, or a, a, a metrics from our history, from the context of the things that we learned that keep telling us. It's like that little little uh, devil on the shoulder mm -hmm. that says, no, you can't yes. do it, you can't do it. And the devil over here, uh, the angel over here says, why does it have to be an angel? I always have to be the good person. Sometimes a devil can be the good person, right? Anyway, but those whoever you want to believe, an angel or devil, they're always telling you it can't be done, the light and the dark. Let's call it the light and the dark, right? Because I don't like the concept of devil. Um, the light and the dark. The, the dark mm -hmm. saying, oh, repressed, you're not good enough, you're never accomplished. But the good, the light, it's like step into your power, become who you are. So what, what creates that boundary? What separates us? What creates the difference between us and them? Why do we think that there's a distinction? Uh, there is no distinction. I, if they did it, why can't you? And then, exactly. And, and let, let's let's talk about that for a second, okay? There are some people who are just more talented oh, than me. Yeah, right. I'm never going to be a basketball player. No, and, and I was so I was a football player. I think you know that I played college football, and I, I was don't say. no. Let me just talk about that for a second. Like I, I was really good. I out of high school, I was I was fully recruited by a bevy of colleges, but the colleges that recruited me were sort of a tier two for me. Like I was a I was good. But I was good for my, my level of good, right? So when I went to college, my first day of football, I, sh I showed up to camp, and, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get fucking destroyed here. Because everyone that was in college was really good just like me, and some were way better than me. So don't have illusions about yourself. Like, 
let's mm-hmm. level set. Like mm-hmm. there are some people who are just better than you, right? For real. Like there are some people who are better than me. Better than you in their one superpower. Correct. But there are things that I do better than a bevy of other people, right? Absolutely. And there are things that you do considerably better. So so I think what separates I think what separates the people that are better than me, there is a talent acquisition that's just let's just call it what it is. But all things being equal, if you mm-hmm. and I are worthy on, on par with every single asset mm-hmm. and every single liability that we possess, all things being equal, and you succeeded over me, the one thing invariably that made you succeed over me was the fact that you just stepped into your power yeah. and you just started doing it. Yeah, your mindset, your action, the amount of work that you're doing. Like my, my one daughter in school, she's very smart, but she's not the smartest, but she works really hard and she ends up, this is my parental brag she ends up at the front of everything because she's working so hard not because she's the smartest but she's wanting that prize at the end of the rainbow she puts in the time yeah she puts in the time and 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 there's an argument to be made for me early in my career I worked in the corporate world and made a lot of money did a lot of cool things not to say that I didn't accomplish stuff but I got by by and large on my on my credentials, like I'm relatively talented, I'm relatively smart, I'm relatively good looking. So I sort of rode that wave, right? And, but, but the byproduct of that, I stuttered on that, but the byproduct of that was I was miserable. I wasn't doing what I was meant to be doing. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of like casually just got by. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I married someone who I didn't really want to marry per se, but I just kind of casually got by. I, I went to a college that I didn't really want to go to because it was like, oh, they gave me a full ride scholarship. This sounds pretty easy. I could have walked on and worked really hard and made another program that I really wanted to, but I didn't. I just kind of got by. And when I stop now, hindsight is twenty twenty. but I, when I stop now and look back at all of those decisions that I made – to put me into the situation that I was in, they were all because I didn't have the courage to step outside of my own imposter syndrome, if you will. And there's an argument to be made that you were just saying about yourself as well in that same mm-hmm. regard, mm-hmm. right? So you can look at this two ways. Well, and I think you, I think you, sorry, I don't want to stop your, your thought. I think you get so busy in doing just that and keeping yourself busy that you don't step back to analyze where you're at are you actually doing what you want to do yeah like i was so busy doing all the you know let's be the perfect mom let's do this let's do that you know because i'm expected to do that that's what i'm told i need to do that's what someone else has judged that i should be doing is as a woman in that role without stopping to think if that's really what you want to do and and you just saying you know getting by i think a lot of us just get by and think that that's okay and that's that's as much as is expected and you just endure and that's all that you do and you don't have the courage to step into anything else yeah and then 20 years later you look back and yeah. you're like where'd my life go what, yeah. have I, what have i been doing yeah i've done i've done a lot of hmm, adequate and yeah. not much else can i tell an exciting story about my high school i would love to mm-hmm. you were a football player you tried out for the I football <laughs> team I was killer in the band like and that. on the band trips and playing flute and I no I don't have any cool high school stories. I was Sorry. I always had a thing for band people just FYI. Well, I'm not going to lie to you. I could play pomp and circumstance like nobody's business. What, did you play the flute? Yes. I like that. <laughs> Those big lips of yours. Um yeah, you do. It's cuz you're able to like grasp the device a little bit better. Okay, All right, so back on target. You get yes. on target there. So 
do you know what it was? What was the catalyst that sort of br- you were at a you were at a point in your life, and let's not talk about the the irascible behavior of your partner. I want to no, talk about. No, we're not you. talking about that. We're talking about wh- why why do we live in fear or in fear of change? Or no, I want to talk about something in. else for a okay. second. So you came to a point in your life where you're like enough is enough, and you had been living sort of in that fear context for so many years, and then you're just like, you know what? Th- this is going nowhere fast. What was it th- about you? What behavior patterns did you change about yourself to move beyond that space? Well, I would like to think that I just stepped into it on my own, but we had a fantastic guest again, Andy, from the other week that said that crisis is a crisis is a fantastic catalyst for change. So I think sometimes when we're faced with something, whether you think it's a roadblock or not, sometimes it's a fantastic opportunity, the universe yelling at you, telling you, hey, I, I, keep, I keep knocking on your door, you need to answer it. Um, for me, I was I was in a place where it was like I was either I can't make that change because you know where where am I going to make money or you know business isn't my name so how do I start over how like how do you begin again? But when push comes to shove and you're in a certain situation, you you have that that come to Jesus moment that do you want to endure the rest of your life like this or do you want to actually make a change and who's in the driver's seat but yourself to make that change you know you need to step into it at some point and not getting woo-woo or anything but i think when you do make that change or you step into that things align for you to give you the assistance or the resources that you need to take that next step so a lot of the times it's having that crisis facing that crisis and just taking that first step and then it's so much easier to make the next step and the next step. Yeah, that's a funny thing. That that first step, I think, I think the momentum compounds after you make the first step, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's sort of like a, a wake up pattern. I, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine recently. And I didn't think you had any friends. I don't. I pay them a lot. Of, actually, my mom pays them money to be my friend. Um, but I was having this conversation with this dude I know. We'll call him that. And um, actually, he's a fr- good friend. And. Um, he, 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 I asked him. If, I asked him if he wanted to go to the gym with me. I needed him to because I need a workout partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is back in Charlotte, and he lives about twenty minutes from my house. And and he's first of all is excuse after excuse. And no offense, but I I hate excuses. Just do or do not, man. Like Yoda said that shit. But like, just fucking do it, man. Twenty minutes is really not that far away, okay. And he's complaining to me how he's overweight and his wife doesn't want to have sex with him anymore because he's a fat slob. And I'm like, well, dude, why don't you come to the gym with me every morning? I wake up every morning. I get to the gym. There's a 5 o'clock workout and a 7 o'clock workout. And I hit one of those two every morning, usually the 5 o'clock. And he's like, 5 o'clock? That's way too early. And I was like, okay, well, here's why you're a fat fuck. Number two, he's like, it's too far away. I'm like, it's 20 minutes. Dude, it's 20-minute drive. Like, you wake we up. We drive 20 minutes to go pick up a pizza. <laughs> I drive three and a half hours every Friday to see your sweet ass. 20 I'm, minutes. I'm better than a pizza. 20 minutes is not that far. Five o'clock is not that early, but here anyway, I'm going somewhere. So, you know, that first step that you take, and I said to him, I'm like, dude, really, five o'clock is not that early. You actually don't need eight hours of sleep. Anyone who tells you that you need eight hours of sleep to survive is, is crazy lunatic. You need good quality, consistent sleep. But you don't need eight hours. So set your clock, go to sleep by 9 o'clock, have a wind down, get up by 4.30, drive over and meet me. We'll work out for 20, 30 minutes. You get to start your day. And he's like, that's way too early. And I'm like, dude, you just have to start. Like here's the thing about waking up early. It's going to be wicked crazy hard for the first 
five, six, seven, eight days, but you'll see what happens. And you know this because you wake up at the crack of dawn. The more you start doing it, the more your body sort of like, it's like an acclimation period. It's, it's no different than anything else. It's just everything that we do in our lives is just a, a learned habit. Going to sleep, waking up late, being lazy, not journaling, not meditating. They're all just learned habits. And all of those learned habits can be unlearned, right? Mm-hmm. So just as easily as you learn them, actually easier because I'm 39 years old and all of <laughs> no, my- you're not. <laughs> All of my bad habits, like lying about my age, those are all learned behaviors. Those are all like yeah. I'm 29. Those are all those are all learned behaviors that I have accumulated over 39 years, and I could very quickly just start telling the truth about my age. I could very quickly start waking up earlier if I just start doing it. It's just a repetitive habit. Is nothing but a repetitive action that you just keep doing over and over. It slowly compounds. It slowly starts to become part of your new context, right? And again, we would never learn to walk or we would still be like trying to learn a bike, to ride a bike. Mm-hmm. We're never doing that unless we stepped into that. You, you have to just step start. In. Yeah. You have to just start. So what are some things we, we talked a little bit about yesterday so with, we, uh, with a client? Sorry, keep going. You go ahead. No, you go. No, you go. <laughs> Beauty before age. Um, I just wanted to mention something too, you know, and we know people that are looking for excuses and we look for excuses too, like honestly, let's get fit, but there's that chocolate I keep buying and I need that chocolate because I love doing some emotional eating. Like we find excuses for things, but at some point, and you've told me too, to to back off and stop enabling people, let them step into it too. So at some point when people are making excuses and they're saying, oh, you know, like I, I, I can't do this or I can't do that. It's possible for everyone, isn't it? it, it honestly, truthfully, you, you may not be able to do something as good as me because I might be more talented in that. But that doesn't mean you can't do some version of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like back to the football reference, I, I could never play NFL football. Mm-hmm. But guess what? I got a full ride f- uh, football scholarship for four years and I have a f- from an Ivy League school with a brilliant education. And no, I'm not playing pro football and no, but – Truth be told, like I still have done a lot of good things with mm-hmm. my life. And mm-hmm. I, so I, I just I, I used the tools that I had at my disposal and I made something of that. Mm-hmm. And, and now I, I left my corporate job because I wanted to do something that I was really passionate about and pursue that opportunity. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and another fear for me, you, you know, you left, you left your husband and all, you guys had your thing and I was married and, and I made a decision, a conscious decision, no matter how much pain that it was c- going to cause me to leave my marriage because truthfully speaking, we were not in love with each other. And that was a huge failure in my life. And I was really scared. Of, of doing that because, you know, I had this creature comforts. I had this nice house. I had everything taken care of. I just, I showed up. I did the nine to five thing. And I was like, oh, this is like my little happy, happy life. But I wasn't happy. I was miserable. Mm-hmm. And so I made a choice, a conscious choice. And so did my wife at the time. And, and we're actually friends. So um, we made a conscious choice, an amicable choice to break up our marriage and sort of start over, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I did. I basically have started over my entire life. So when we're talking about everything that you want is on the other side of fear, we're not just talking about business. We're talking about life in general. And my mom asked me, gosh, this was now probably six or seven years ago. She came down to visit me. She's from Canada, so am I. But she came down to visit me here, and we were just pulling into the house. We're in the driveway, and she turned to me, and she just said to me, are you happy? 
And that's a question that we should be asking ourselves all the time. Are we happy? And I'm like, oh my gosh, she just, you know, I had to stop. I had to really think, and I'm thinking she's really boring into my soul right now because am I really happy? No, I'm not. I'm just enduring. So this applies to everything. And I think when we're fearful, like for me, I'm pretty OCD and analytical and I want things planned out and pretty and everything. So have a plan. That question about are you happy, this is probably another podcast, but you know, you could take that a couple of different directions. So can I add to that? Are you Mm -hmm. happy? Mm -hmm. Are you happy? And if you're unhappy, why are you unhappy? Because a lot of times we're unhappy because we think the grass is greener on the other mm-hmm. side and we're not mindful and present about all of the things that we actually have. So, right. so, so I would gratitude gr- is, yeah. So I would say, are you happy? And if you're not unhappy, have you actually stopped and analyzed why you're unhappy? And if those are valid reasons, mm-hmm. not just you have, y- you have, I don't gra- have a Range Rover. Yeah. I'm not happy. Exactly. No, it's not like that. It's not like that. And it wasn't like that for me. Like I generally, anyway, so I love that question. Um, we should ask people about that more often. We shouldn't just we be should. like, Hey, what are you, what are you up to? Like, uh, what do you do for a living? How about, are you happy? Yeah. Are you living a happy, I mm-hmm. actually asked are that you question. Joyful? Yeah. Are you joyful? Okay. So there's a few things that we can do to address fear. Yeah. <laughs> how would you, how would you, if you've got, if you, if you're talking to your best friend and she's like, I, there's so many things I want to do but I just, I'm not doing them. What would you tell her to do? What are okay, some so we have a few things that we say all the time. So done is better than perfect. Mm-hmm. Start by starting. Mm-hmm. If not now, then when? Mm-hmm. We are great at procrastinating, putting things off. But when are you going to start? So some of the things that you need to do to start is maybe you need to up your game with something. You know, you really want to break out and do something, whether it's you want to become a yogi or you want to do something in business. You want to start your own business, a side hustle or anything like that, but you don't feel like you have all the tools you need. Well, there's, there's so many opportunities to get the school, the schooling, the education, mm-hmm. Google it, mm-hmm. spend the time. Mm-hmm. I, I would invest say in yourself. I have an exercise that has been very helpful for me in addressing my fear. And, and it's pretty simple. Get out a piece of paper and a pen pencil and make a a list two columns on your on your on your pad on your pad right and in column number one on the left hand side start writing down all the things that you're fearful of the things that you're petrified to do whether it be starting quitting your job finding a new job launching that business writing that book losing that weight changing your diet whatever it is stop asking that girl out asking that girl out you you know you have that hot neighbor across the street that just moved in and she's been there for three months now and you like see her every day and you're stalking her through your creepy window i'm not describing me (laughs) have you been doing that with your neighbors my neighbors are all over 80 years old every single one of them and i am not stalking connie i promise um but here it is make a list right connie's a good name for someone over 80 right over 70 I don't know. Okay. Make that list of all the things that you're fearful of. Seriously. Margaret. Just just Margaret. Make a list. And then column number B on the other side, number two, whatever it is, start making a list to address the items that you're fearful of, of things that you could do right now to change that. For example, if you're overweight and you're scared of changing your workout because you're overweight, you would make an item next to it that says, what could I do? Well, you can start doing a walk every single day. Instead of, instead of going to sleep at 11 o'clock watching Netflix, how about you take a walk around the block? Like, mm-hmm. get a dog. Get a partner. Maybe you don't have a partner. Maybe you don't have kids. Maybe get a dog and take a dog for a walk. Maybe instead of watching football 
instead of watching sports, instead of watching TV, instead of eating that second helping, maybe you just don't eat that second helping. Maybe you want to write the book. How about you're scared to write the book because you really don't know what to say. How about you buy yourself a journal and you just start journaling every morning and you start seeing where that goes because there's something magical that happens when you take a piece of paper and a pen and you just start jotting down. I just bought a new journal yesterday. It's Ryan Holiday and he gives you prompts of things that you can write throughout the day. And I've never done a prompted journal before, but I'm going to try it because I actually do want to write a book and I'm going to maybe start using that. So make a list of things and then take those, that list and compare them with what you can do about it right now. And you'll quickly find that if you start addressing them one by one, you very quickly find that you have an easy roadmap to overcome some of those fears and objections. Well, it eliminates the excuses, doesn't it? Yeah, because if you'll see you'll you'll see really quickly when you have something on a piece of paper, it sort of becomes tangible, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the other piece of that is is once you've made your list and and you really want to accomplish something, make a plan. Make a plan about it. Like don't just go out willy-nilly and quit your job tomorrow because Devo and Lisa said on this podcast that seven people listen to to start your to start by starting. What I would suggest, however, is make a plan of your idea. What is it that you want to accomplish? What's mm-hmm. your side hustle? What's your gig? And start making a plan of things that you can start doing right now to get prepped for it. And when you're done with your nine to five, Start working on it on the evenings when your kids are asleep or your your wife has gone to bed or whatever. Like just chunk out a few hours of every single night that you can start putting together your side hustle. And we all, again, we all have fantastic excuses. Everybody thinks that they're the busiest person in the world and they don't have time. You can always make time. You can get up at five o'clock before your kids get up or you can carve out that time at nighttime to do it. Whenever, Whenever you can figure that out, you can make that happen. Honestly, we have kids, we have businesses, we we know all the excuses and they don't stick. You None wrote some, of them stick. You wrote some notes on here because I, I would like you to go through these because some of them are really good. So when you're talking about as well, when you're talking about what you're planning to doing and writing that plan out, so there's, there's two thoughts of it. You know, like sometimes you want to keep that to yourself and other times you want to put that out in the universe and, and some people mm-hmm. are scared if they put it out into the universe, it, you know, someone else will steal the idea or if you put it out in the universe, maybe it'll happen. Mm-hmm. So here's what maybe you need to do. Share that idea with someone else that knows, hey, you know what? Someone you what, can trust. Someone you can trust. If it's your spouse, a partner, or anything else, like, hey, you know what? I'm, I really would like to do this. I'm trying to, I'm trying to motivate myself and trying to get this done. Can you be my accountability partner on this? Can you help me with this? Can you, can you make sure, like, when I'm saying I need some time, like, help me to carve out that time. Help me to do those things that I need to do, and get someone else on your team. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, an accountability partner, somebody who, who, who you can collectively share ideas with. You can mm-hmm. bounce stuff out. Don't look for a yes man or a yes woman, by the mm-hmm. way, for this accountability part. You need somebody who's going to be forthright and honest with you. Mm-hmm. Just not saying, you're the best, you're the smartest, all, all the affirmations. Someone that's really going to think about what you're saying. And yeah, it's probably not your mom. Your mom's my pro- mom wouldn't do that. Your mom she is probably would, not going <laughs> to My mom thinks that my shit don't stink. So my no matter mom, what I, I do, my mom's <laughs> like, oh my God, Debbie, you're so amazing. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Did you just see how I just fell and tripped when I was trying to go for the dunk? Like, I just got I, my ass kicked. <laughs> I'm the second favorite, and there's only two of us. So that puts me in last place. Yeah. So that's fine. All right. Um, so one thing that we're doing right now is we have a coach. We have someone else that's listening outside of the box and helping us to formulate new ideas that we have and not just help to formulate them, help us to implement them. Mm -hmm. So have someone that's accountable or placing, making you accountable as Mm -hmm. well. 
a mentor. If you need a mentor, there's other people that can. It doesn't have to be the, uh, the head of Amazon or something like that. It can just be someone that takes a moment to care and gives you some guided uh, instruction and advice. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to answer questions for people. If, if, if people find me inspiring, uh, you know, you can send me a DM and uh, I'm happy to offer my feedback on it. And I t- promise you, I am no bullshit, no frills. I will tell you exactly what I mean. So feel free to send me a note if you have something you want to say. And you're, you're always going to find people that are on different ends of the pendulum. You might come up with an idea that you really like and someone might come up to you and say, that's fantastic. Yeah, you should do it. You might have someone on the opposite end of the spectrum that's like, that's risky. I wouldn't do it. You know, you've got a good life right now. You're, you know, all those things and almost talks you out of it. So we had a conversation too about like, what is risky? Is risky never taking the chance and just sitting and enduring your life and not doing anything extra, not taking that chance? Or is risky taking that chance? Yeah, is, is, is risky taking the chance and, and stepping into the unknown that you don't know about because you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and the funny thing is, is um, the, all the stuff that you and I have accomplished, if, if I were if, – if my double – well, that's a scary thought. We don't need two of you. Yeah. If my double had come up to me – I've known you for four years and mm-hmm. a few months. If my double had come up to me five years ago and said, hey, you're going to meet this woman. Her name is Lisa. Lisa Pizza, she's fantastic. She's marvelous. She's going to change your life for the better. You guys are going to start a business together. You're going to get married. Would I have believed myself? I would have been like, get the fuck out of Dodge, bro. And, but it, it, it is, and my point in, in my, my point in saying that, was I not allowed to say that on the podcast? You can say okay. that. Okay. My point in saying that is I had no idea. You're not going to know what your life looks like five years from now. But I promise you if you start doing the shit that you really want to do, you start finding a way. And I'm the perfect example of that because I'm really starting to find the things that I want to do and that make me happy. And what's crazy is that every single time I do something new, I record something, I do a podcast, I get a guest on the phone. I have one of the most brilliant guests that I reached out to today that I have been harassing for months and he's Some not people call it stalking. Yeah. And he's not <laughs> responded to me. He's ignored our producer. And I was like, last night I sent him an email and I was like, dude, I've literally emailed you 26 times and you've ignored every single message. And I really just would love to have you on the podcast. I'm not going to make you famous, but I promise you that I will have an intellectual conversation with you and I will challenge you and I will let you have a platform to talk about all the brilliant shit you're doing. The dude wrote me back and he's like, all right, let's do it. I'm like, fuck yeah. So What's the worst thing that can happen? What's the worst thing that can happen? That's a great point. So if you have an idea, if you want to do something, step outside of your comfort zone and just start, man. Just start. Just mm-hmm. change your perspective. Ooh, I love that. Change your perspective changes your reality, right? Mm-hmm. That's a good point. All right. Anything you want to close with? Just what we started with. I like what you Everything just said. What's the worst thing that can happen? Is on the other side of fear. I like what you just said. What's the worst thing that can happen? You go over and ask her and ask that girl out and be like, hey, would you like to have pizza with me tonight? Would you like to watch? Probably not ask her for, to watch a movie on the first night. Um, but maybe like <laughs> – You want to come to my house? I live with my mom in the basement. <laughs> yeah. No, but maybe like, hey, how about you see her outside and you just walk over and say, hey, my name is Jerry and uh, I live across the street. Just wanted to introduce yourself, myself to you. Welcome to the neighborhood. And uh, what do you have to lose, man? Mm-hmm. If she's a jerk, then you know that she probably isn't for you in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. So, but what's the worst thing? Maybe she says hello back to you and she likes your cute smile. And the next thing you know, you guys are going out on that date and, uh, what do you have to lose? Right. Mm -hmm. Cool. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure.
I'm Devo. This is Lisa. I think this is part of a podcast. Mind, so. body, business. Until next time. Thanks. Thanks.